his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. Insane thing number one. For days, the mainstream media told us as they always do after a mass shooting, that the Colorado Springs nightclub shooter was MAGA. He was totally one of us, driven by a hate, probably caused by Tucker Carlson and Matt Walsh. Carlson should, of course, resign immediately, blah, 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 blah. It was the very same line they used on the country after the Buffalo mass shooting. Oh, and after the Highland Park mass shooting. And just like in those shootings, after a few days, it became clear that not only were these shooters not MAGA, They were left-wingers. And what happened? The media dropped the stories like a hot potato. Well, it just happened again. Turns out the Colorado Spring Shooter would have felt right at home in the LGBTQ bar he shot up. Why? He's not only nuts and plum evil, he's non-binary. He uses they-them pronouns. In other words, he's one of them. Here's Allison Camrata reacting to that live. You should see her face. After two days of assuring the world that this must have been MAGA-driven hate, their evidence for that? They basically didn't have any. Not having evidence never slows them down. This is what happens when you make up a narrative based on no facts. In a footnote to a motion asserting legal privileges, the public defenders say, quote, Anderson Aldrich is non-binary. They use they-them pronouns. And for the purposes of all formal filings, will be addressed as mix- Aldrich. So in other words, not Mr. or Ms. This is a podcast, so you can't see her face. There's a look of cult panic. I enjoyed it immensely. She immediately pivots into a new lie based on no evidence as her panic becomes ever more apparent. Asking the guests, hey guys, are you any of you uh, lawyers? And this is probably a legal defense. He, he now says, he now says, she says, he now says uh, that he's non-binary. Joining me now, CNN political commentator Errol Lewis, also back with me, Al Franken and Joe Walsh. I don't know what to say about that. I mean, that's not anything that we had heard from his background. You know, people have been looking into his background. And uh, I don't know if anybody here, are you guys lawyers? I mean, you know, I don't know if, I I don't know what to say about that. I mean, that's what he's now saying. It it sounds like they're trying to prepare a defense against a hate crimes charge. That's the least of his problems, legally speaking. But it looks like they're trying to build some kind of sympathy or at least confusion on the question of whether or not this was purely motivated by hate. Such I mean, that is what it sounds like. We'll wait to see. In other words, she's no freaking clue what she's talking about. Now, listen to how she puts that. This is now how he identifies. As if she's got proof of that. She doesn't. 
I, I don't know what to say about that. I mean, that, that's what he's now saying. But let's read that legal footnote again, Allison. It doesn't say he now identifies as non-binary. Nobody wrote that but CNN's Allison Camrata. No, it says he is non-binary. That is what his defense attorney wrote in the footnote. In a footnote to a motion asserting legal privileges, the public defenders say, quote, Anderson Aldrich is non-binary. They use they, them pronouns. What you just heard there is CNN literally making up news, making up a narrative sloppily in real time on the air. Normally they do that in newsroom and have it a little more polished. Whatever the case, this is the third time this has happened in a major mass shooting in the last year. They told us the Buffalo mass shooter who went to a grocery store uh, that was frequented by black people was a right winger. Their only evidence, the guy is doesn't like black people, so he must be a right winger. Then his manifesto was found. He's one of them. Yep, he's a hardcore left winger, admires China, and has long been a Marxist. They dropped that story like a hot potato. And then my personal favorite this past year, the Highland Park 4th of July parade shooting. We were told that guy was MAGA too. On its face, that's a bizarre claim. There's no liberals in a 4th of July parade. Are you kidding me? They shrink from the flag like a vampire from the light. If you were MAGA, the last thing you'd shoot up is a 4th of July parade. But the guy did. And here's the minor detail that got them to drop the story. He did it in a skirt, in a dress. His hair dyed pink in his social media posts. He dresses like a girl. Why? Because he's one of them. What was amazing about that particular shooting is Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, that Highland Park is a Chicago suburb, had issued on Twitter just weeks before the shooting a call to arms. She actually used the term call to arms to the LGBTQ community, saying that the Supreme Court would overturn gay marriage as surely as they had Roe. And less than six weeks later, that lunatic in a dress would do the shooting in address. He answered her call to arms. There's no way he missed it living in that area. Now, remember the media had used a photo of him mocking the Trump flag to presuppose he was MAGA, but it never fit. Again, a MAGA shooter would never shoot up a 4th of July parade. They dropped that one like a hot potato too. The fact of the matter, as I've been saying for a long time, is the left is beginning to kill brazenly encouraging their followers to ignore federal law that says you cannot protest in front of a Supreme Court justice's home. That landed a wannabe attempted killer right on Brett Kavanaugh's doorstep. They never condemned it or apologized for it because they wanted it. After Joe Biden's divisive, hateful speech declaring half of America domestic enemies, a North Dakota man felt totally comfortable telling 911, yeah, he had run over and killed 18-year-old Kaylor Ellington. Remember this in North Dakota? Because he was a Republican, an extremist Republican. As the left's violent, heatful rhetoric scares the heck out of people on their side already on the edge, we're going to see another year of murder, mayhem, shootings, people run over. They can barely keep the lid on it now. They spew the violent rhetoric and leftists attack because they feel morally justified. A big part of that is providing the justification. That's how they were using the Colorado Springs shooter. 
Look at these right-wingers, these domestic terrorists, these enemies of democracy. Look at them shooting up clubs. Why, we have to take up arms, too, to defend ourselves when it's really them shooting up clubs, them shooting up grocery stores, them murdering 18-year-old Republicans with their car merely for their party affiliation, them shooting up Fourth of July parades where we go to celebrate our country dressed in a dress. As their rhetoric continues, they'll have a harder and harder time keeping the unhinged on their side from picking up guns. And it's showing to the public. Insane thing number two. And this fills me with joy. The left in a full frothing panic on Twitter over the last 72 hours. And what happened on Twitter gives me so much hope. There's an incredible movie, you should see this, it'll blow your mind, called Died Suddenly. And it's about how the shot, the COVID shot, kills. It's packed with doctors and morticians detailing the horrible evidence. And before Elon Musk took over Twitter, it would have never seen the light of day there. But it trended repeatedly over the last three days. No one took it down. And so the movie, the link for the movie, it's on rumble.com started to spread. Within the first day, it did 3.4 million views just on Rumble. By today, three days later, it's at 7.9. At this rate, on all platforms, by the end of the weekend, it'll rival a box office released for views. As panicked leftists leave thousands of enraged comments on the tweets promoting it, and nobody's stopping it. Now, Twitter did put a warning on the link to the Rumble film, it just goes to rumble.com saying it was an unsafe external link, which is a joke. Come on, it's rumble.com. But that's it. They didn't stop it from trending, nor did they stop the hashtag died suddenly from trending. That means it's one of the things people are most talking about on Twitter. Before that would have been shut down and the movie marked false. They don't care about the evidence presented in the movie. It's irrelevant. It's the narrative that's important. But none of that happened. That is the greatest sign of hope and freedom I have seen in a long time for our side. In the first week after Elon Musk took over Twitter, 15 million people opened accounts. It was the best ever week for joining at Twitter. As people not just here but the world over flock for what everyone has such a hunger for. Just a place you can go to get it all. Every point of view. Fact. Counterfact actual debate. It's fascinating to people and nothing in the world exists like it. Yeah, there's getters and gabs and they're fun and I'm on them, but that's just us. I call those free speech ghettos. So overwhelmingly right wing and there's nothing wrong with that. I love that. But the average person will never go there, feel welcome there. And that's who we must reach on social media because the average person now gets the majority of their news from social media. That is why the left has concentrated so heavily on it. The fact it died suddenly was allowed to trend speaks volumes. This happened too. Elon Musk announced that the majority of suspended accounts would be put back. Now, Alex Jones is unfortunately not coming back to Twitter. I don't, I'm not a fan of Alex Jones, but I am a fran- fan of free speech. And to have everyone on Twitter means Alex Jones must be on Twitter. The announcement that these accounts are coming back, many of them belonging to journalists who got the story correct when the narrative had it wrong, must have striked absolute utter panic into the heart of the Democrat Party. There is a literal lying on the floor, gripping their knees in a fetal position panic 
going on inside the DNC over this. As I've told you for a long time, if we have just one space, one space that is a mainstream pedestrian place trafficked by the world in which we can put the truth out, it will change everything because people will flock there. So insane thing number three is this tweet by Elon Musk. This came out as he's announcing that he's going to remove the bans off most of these banned accounts. He's going to put people back. Listen to this. Here's the tweet. As is obvious to all but the media, there is not one permanent ban on even the most far left account spouting utter lies. Think about that. Basically, what he's saying is that there has been fake news and disinformation in the extreme from the left. And as he's gone into Twitter and looked at it, he can't find a single left-wing account spouting disinformation, not even one that's been banned. Not one left-wing account suspended for disinformation. Not one. All they do is lie. Insane thing number four. This gives us an idea of the direction the left is planning to go in. They want to ban speech they don't like, but they also want to ban cars they don't like. And if you can't afford one of these EVs, too bad. Take a bus. The San Francisco Chronicle, in a jaw-dropping article, you look it up, it's called California Looks to Ban All Gas and Diesel Trucks. It's at sfgate.com. Listen to this. All new trucks by 2024 picking up at California's ports uh, would have to be EVs and all diesel trucks would be removed from the state by 2035. That would take off every diesel truck and bus fleet off California roads. Un-ba-freaking-leavable. Think, okay, why do you care? You don't live in California, right? Oh, you'll care. Where is the number one port drop-off site in America where all your stuff comes through? This isn't just a green attack on the economy. This is a green attack on the supply chains. Have you noticed how very interested the left is all of a sudden post-COVID in supply chains in anything that will gum up the works and cause desperation? I've been telling you this for a while. This is what they're doing. They want to cause such desperation that the food either stops being produced or stops moving, that the things you need for daily life stop being produced or stop moving. That's why uh, there's an attack on oil and on diesel. Why? So that in desperation, the American people will demand that the Democrat Party take over the supply chains and take over the means of production. This is an old trick. It goes back to the time of Marx. The left has been doing it for a long time. Caused such chaos that people begin to starve and go without the things they need for daily life. They demand a solution for the government and the government takes over means of production. It's the oldest trick in the book. That's why you continue to see them tinkering with supply chains. That's why the baby formula crisis has not only never been solved, it continues. That was caused entirely by the Biden administration shutting down a plant that made a critical supply of baby formula when they could have simply come in uh, and sent regulators to make sure it was operated safely as they normally do with critical supplies. They don't shut down the plant that produces what children need to stay alive. That is a test case. That is to see what the American people will put up with. So far, the Dems are winning there. And you can see, even from this article, that that's where the left is headed. Listen to this. The proposed advanced clean fleets regulation 
first targets the busiest trucking areas in the state around warehouses, seaports, and railways. The board claims pollution in these areas affects communities disproportionately. Nah, 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 they don't care about that. This is an absolute open attack on American supply chains. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. This is why us keeping control of places like Florida which have their own ports, is absolutely critical that the right maintain their control there. Folks, if we do not, we're not going to be able to eat. It's literally a matter of survival. Now, unfortunately, uh, a lot of that traffic routing around to Florida and the East Coast, uh, it'll come to places like South Carolina and Georgia too. Literally keeping Republican governors in control of those state ports is going to become a matter of life and death of starvation and struggle versus prosperity. The problem with it is it takes about an extra two weeks uh, to route around. They're going to have to expand those ports too as the left destroys their ports. Insane thing number five, which you will see in the coming years, is an absolute open naked attempt by the left to normalize, legalize, and then force the celebration of pedophilia of open romantic relationships between children and adults. Her rulings in these cases was exactly why Ketanji Brown Jackson was appointed to the Supreme Court. But now for the social side of this. The fallout over high-end clothier Balenciaga's creepy clothing line sexualizing little children. The clothier this week rolled out a new clothing line for children that had kids holding teddy bears dressed in sexually explicit bondage-style themes. This isn't an obscure clothing line. It's endorsed and marketed by some of the biggest names in Hollywood, including Bella Hadid and Kim Kardashian. It gets even more horrific for those wondering where they're going with this. They made it really clear. As people began looking even more closely at the ads, they found the texts of the Supreme Court's opinion in Ashcroft v. Free Speech Coalition. It was a child porn case in which the Supreme Court ruled virtual child pornography is protected speech. So it's not actual child pornography. It's approximating child pornography as art, that you could do that and not basically be arrested, as long as actual children were not involved in the pornography. They actually put the text from the decision in the ads. Well, fans, the backlash was immediate. Uh, They were demanding uh, that Kardashian and Bella Hadid drop the advertisers. Bella Hadid went back on her social media and erased all of her promotions of them, but so far neither one has apologized or, you know, offered to end their relationship. Balenciaga took the ad down for now, but in the uproar, another ad by them surfaced. They'd run this before And in the ad, a book by artist Michael Borman sits on a desk behind an adult model. One of Borman's books, Fire from the Sun, features realistic paintings of young, nude male children. 
Some of the children appear to be covered in blood. It's not your imagination, folks. This is where they're going with all of this. Ten years ago, the $200,000 the Democrat Party sent to allied groups to have drag queen story hours in schools would have been a major national scandal. Nobody would have done a thing like that in a school, much less anywhere else. Now, after the gay nightclub shooting, it's become homophobic to even question whether semi-naked men dressed as women should dance in front of minors. That has become not just accepted on the left, but literal homophobia if you question the idea of children seeing it and seeing it and celebrating it as part of school. That is how fast our society is degrading. That is where this is going. This ad shows you that. Never forget, folks, the New York Times, the Washington Post, CNN, the Associated Press have now all done stories or at least a story defending pedophilia as an orientation and separating out the idea of, well, okay, if you're convicted of doing it, then you're a criminal. But if you've never been caught actually doing it, well, that's just an orientation. We shouldn't demonize it. We should try to understand it's not their fault. They were born this way. And then we saw Twitter, you remember, under Jack Dorsey. I don't know what Elon Musk will do. We saw Twitter under Jack Dorsey uh, begin to ban and strike the accounts of those criticizing pedophilia as homophobic and intolerant. The good news is that running on these issues has propelled conservative parents to take over terrified communities' school boards. These communities that used to put blue people on their school boards now are packing them with red folks. Because what the Democrat Party is doing is like so weird, it's freaking people out. This is also, I think, a big part of why Even if we didn't gain a lot of seats because of the way the seats are drawn, this is why we won the popular vote in this congressional election. Never forget, in this election, we won the popular vote. More votes cast for Republican Congress members. This is a backlash by this country against the left, and it will only grow going to 2024. You could celebrate that this week. Insane thing number five, the brawl I've been wanting for so long. Always remember this. We cannot fight the left or the Democrats until we have leaders willing to fight them. Before we can be allowed to fight the left, before we can effectively fight the left, we must defeat our own Bush era leadership. We must strike a final death blow to the Bush machine or we'll lose. This is why we lose, because our leaders won't fight. Every day I come in and I do one thing. First, before I start my show, I Google two names, Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell, to see if they've they've said or done anything about what the Democrats have done lately. Might be FBI spying, might be tech censorship, uh, might be the dual justice system, fake kangaroo court prosecution, persecution of Trump, anything. They never say a word. The Democrats take their clue from that and they go to the next level. This is the fight we must win in order to be allowed to fight. If we do not win the fight against our own leaders, we will never defeat theirs. Our leaders who are controlled opposition, determined, as determined as the Democrats are, don't doubt this, for open borders, for the end of American sovereignty, the brawl I've been wanting for so long, the battle against what is left of the Bush machine. You've got to understand this. The Bushes aren't really Republicans. They're globalists. They have one ethic, famously laid out by Daddy Bush, 
open borders, new world order. He wasn't joking. Open borders is the ethic of the Bush era recruits. McCarthy and McConnell are the last truly left in power. Steve Scalise is another one of them. That's why it was shocking to so many, but not to me, that before the election, Kevin McCarthy, who wants to be speaker now that the Republicans control the House, promised not to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas, the head of the Department of Homeland Security, who has all but opened the borders wide open. It was a bizarre thing to do to promise in the weeks before the election, as Kevin McCarthy did, that he would not impeach Mayorkas? Why would you do that? It doesn't actually make electoral sense. In every single poll out there, including the big Gallup tracker, our open border was either the number two most important issue to voters after the disaster that is the economy or the number three behind some combination of economy and inflation. Why would Kevin come out and do that? Because his bread is buttered by the Bush donor base. Bushes can't win elections anymore. The name Bush, totally toxic. They can't even win elections in Texas. George P. got curb stomped by double digits in a statewide race there recently after he endorsed Trump. What did that mean? The Bush name is dead. But the Bush fundraising machine, it's alive and well. And it has only one ethic, open borders and the erasure of America's sovereignty. That's why Kevin McCarthy made the shocking move of coming out and promising not to remove Mayorkas. The donors demanded it of him. Those are the same donors who fill his fundraising leadership pack. He uses that in the primaries. Mitch McConnell has a similar one to knock out conservatives. All told, between them, Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy spent more than $12 million in the last election, knocking conservative Republicans out in the primaries. This during a race where we were desperate for money, where Fetterman outspent Oz four to one. It's killing us. This is the heart of the Civil War in, a, in the Republican Party. This is the battle. Trump dealt a near death blow to the Bush machine, destroyed its name forever. This is a primal scream of rage. They must hold on to that speakership. When Kev, as I call him, thought he had the votes to be speaker, this was a little over two weeks ago, he said this to his fellow Republicans. This is who Kevin McCarthy really is. There will be no individual ideas from the Republican Party, he said, talking about if he were speaker. No dissent. We are the last line of defense, so we can't take this personal. We can't go out and make our own individual ideas. We need to work at the team for the sake of this nation. But what were those ideas? Not confronting open borders, not confronting Mayorkas. And for our congressman here in the upstate of South Carolina, Ralph Norman, it was a step too much. McCarthy not committing to balancing the budget or any of our budgets. He wants to keep printing like a lunatic. Norman announced he wasn't voting for McCarthy. This gets us to the good news. The news I'm enjoying so much. Kev's flip-flop. He came out over Thanksgiving and announced that he done rethought it. He thinks now that we should have the border hearings at the border to force the Democrats to attend. Oh, and he put Mayorkas on notice. Either Mayorkas resigns or they'll impeach him. 
that's a 180 for Kev, which means it's a 180 for the Bush machine. It's desperation. I love it. McCarthy has clearly been given marching orders by those who would like to win more elections. You got to understand this. The GOP leadership, the Bush model, they've never cared about winning elections. They care about open borders and they don't care if they have to work to the, with the Democrats to get there. What they do care about is maintaining their power uh, over half the country, over the Republican Party. And even if it's a shrunken, not very popular Republican Party, maybe representing 42% of Americans, 40%, they don't care. They've always been fine with that. Winning is never the number one goal with them. This is why I spend so much time on this. This is why your country has never felt right since around the year 2000. You ask Folks, when did America start going weird, feeling really weird? A lot of people will date it back to 9-11. That was 2001. But that wasn't what really did it. It was a total takeover of the Bushes, the controlled opposition. And there was a great article um, in Politico about eight years ago on this, that the way it worked in the Republican Party doesn't work this way in the Democrat Party. Karl Rove was going around and recruiting then. And so you faced a choice in the GOP primary you could sign on to their open borders pledge and they'd pick the best open borders candidate. They'd spend $400,000 getting you out of the primary, making sure you beat the actual conservative. They'd even paint you as a conservative, but you weren't. If you wanted to run as an actual conservative and you weren't their candidate, they'd spend $400,000 against you. What does that mean? Well, we went to the polls for many, many years when the Bushes were in charge, thinking we were voting for conservatives, only to have the shock later of them turning tail as soon as they got elected. This is why in 2006, the push for amnesty wasn't coming from Democrats, remember? It was coming from Republicans. Trump changed all that. So right now, McCarthy is having to make a lot of deals within his own caucus just to get elected. That's why you're seeing him flip-flop like he has. And that is insane. It's the best thing I've seen in so long. And I'm enjoying the heck out of it. Battleground America with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data Fixed Median Download Speeds USQ3 2023.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.